welcome to the Spicy PL Podcast. Alright, welcome back everybody to the Spicy PL Pod. This is Big Babble, aka Alex, here with Big Joe Capolino and Mr. Big Peachy Boy James Marcotte. What up? What's up? So we want to start this out just to mention that our title sponsor, Quest Nutrition and Athletics, sells some awesome shit online. And we want to thank them for sponsoring this podcast, sending us all the hardcore our little hearts could ever desire. Yeah, man. A lot of people, they act like they want to sponsor us. They don't come through, you know? Quest <laughs> comes through. Quest know? comes through. Quest so. got our back. So they, they sell hardcore, which is a pretty good nighttime recovery uh, supplement. It's got a whole lot of different stuff. ZMA, HMB. Um, a lot of glutamine. A lot of glutamine, stuff like that. I like stacking that with the collagen. Um, they also sell a specific joint supplement called JSF uh, 5000. 5, <laughs> it's got a lot of really good shit in it. Um, you know, give it a try. I mean, it's it's uh, definitely got all the all the right stuff and the right dosages. It's potent. Um, yeah, just as a warning, it is it is potent. So <laughs> <laughs> the taste is um, it's it's. It's, uh, you know. It's hardcore. It's hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> but it works. Also, I've just switched into the shoes um, that the guy sent me, and uh, it's been going well. It's great, like, kind of mid-rise heel. I'm not, like, an Olympic heel. I'm not a fucking Olympic lifter. Yeah. Super grippy. Um, wide fit for all you powerlifters out there with fucked up feet. I got a wide foot in a size yeah. 13, and they fit perfectly. Wide. Just regular 13s. Box. So, you know, and we talked about all the other equipment and things they have on there. Um, with the new strain of the virus coming over from the UK, you might want to invest in some uh, home gym equipment. So hit our boys up. Yep. Yeah, everything's still sold out everywhere, but I think Quest, uh, they do still have some equipment. They do still have some plate sets and bands. Plates and bars, yeah. Bars, stuff like that. So check them out. All right. The other thing we wanted to address right off the bat is uh, Luis is not really on this podcast. A lot of people tag Lou, Big yeah. Louie, and they, I think it's because originally he was supposed to be on the podcast, so when I made And the, he was on the original thumbnail. I made the original thumbnail, I put him in it, and it turned out that the pod's just too spicy for Luis. Um, you know, Luis is, a, he's an entrepreneur, he's a business owner, he does, uh, you know, all the big screen LED video walls for the big meets, like Nationals and the Arnold, and so he doesn't want to get caught up in the spiciness. Um, yeah. so he's not actually associated with the pod other than being a sponsor providing this equipment. When for we us. talk trash about SPD or something, he doesn't, he doesn't want to be a part of it cause he's got too many business opportunities, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, Luis was lined up to do all the production for, uh, the Sheffield before it was unfortunately canceled. So, you know, Luis, he wants to keep business and pleasure separate. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we've had him on as a guest, but, um, just pay attention. Peachy is a different person. Than Luis, there seems to be some confusion. Yeah. I think yeah. Luis is Hispanic. You know, has a full head of hair. You know, they're both the same size. They both bench around the same, but uh, you know, Luis is dark skinned and yeah. black hair, and he's <laughs> this handsome guy next to me right here. So if you're listening on Spotify, just just go check out the YouTube real quick and get a good look at Peachy. All right, especially Mrs. Screw Loose. <laughs> Mrs. Screw Loose. I out. think she's yeah. Shout out Mina Baker. Mina Bakker, new international lifter. Uh, I mean, new international listener. 
um, M1 lifter from Norway. Uh, seems like you're a new listener, so just get a good look at the guys before you tag Luis and anything. Yeah, but yeah. speaking of Luis, um, you know he's a 105. I'm a 105. Peachy's a 105, and uh, me and Luis did a, a local meet this uh, this past what was it a weekend ago? It was, a, it ago? was a it was Saturday last weekend, so so eight days ago. Eight days ago, and Peachy had signed up for the meet. Oh yeah. But he conveniently found an excuse to not do it. <laughs> he conveniently contracted COVID in yeah. Vegas. Yeah, how convenient. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, did I have COVID? Did I not have COVID? Was it all an elaborate scheme? You know, who knows? I wouldn't put it past you. You're a sneaky guy. Yeah, I know. I don't, I don't want to do that fucking meat. <laughs> I think it was like when you were you were training and you hit some squat and you almost died. And you in hindsight, like, yeah. you should have done the meat. I know. But yeah, yeah I think I, think I would have done okay. All right, so let's but. talk about ba- Alex. You want to talk about your results? Well, yeah, I I had a really fun time. I, like I said, I, I wanted to redeem myself. The last equip meet I did in 2013, I bombed out, and uh, you know I never I never did a meet since. So I wanted to I wanted to get a total. I wanted to redeem myself. I wanted to get some street cred. I mean, we're doing the Spicy PL podcast here, and I can't be talking too much shit unless I you know put up some weight. Yeah, you know. So I uh, I hit squat PR, uh, three twenty. 700 heavy-ass pounds. 700 solid-ass pounds. I benched uh, 280, another another PR. 617. 600. Oh, obviously a PR. And then uh, I uh, hit my first deadlift, which uh, <laughs> I've pulled more raw. <laughs> and then I missed two deadlifts. Might have been a coach's error on that. I'll, I'll take it. I, yeah. he, he, he It was 25 keys away from um, a 900-kilo total, which yeah. is a pretty good total at 105. Um, I mean, I only deadlifted in my suit like twice in the yeah. meat prep, and uh, I put it on differently than I had done in training, which is really dumb. Like, you should never do anything different on the day of the meet, but I th- thought I was being smart and thought, like, if I didn't hike my suit up yeah, super high. Yeah, coach advise against this. Yeah, if I didn't hike up my suit super high, then I'd be able to get more, but instead I just wasn't able to position myself well. So yeah. on my second and third attempts for 300, I just kind of like screwed myself up. But you know, shit happens, and it's all right. I'm happy with the I'm happy with the total eight eight seventy five. Little local meat, no no yeah. no reason to take it too seriously. Yeah. Um, and then there was Lou, man. Oh yeah. Let's talk <clears throat> about Lou because this meat is a little bit of a farce. Of all the people to be upset with the meat, I was pretty upset at the end. Um, Alex put up some legit lists. I was super happy. Um, coached him through the day. Other than pu- other than him puking on himself between squat and bench, like everything went pretty smooth. Mm. Uh, <laughs> that's normal shit. I puke all the time. <laughs> Perma bulk. Yeah. Um, Luis had a really great total. He uh, squatted three forty two and a half on his second, which because he missed it on on depth on his opener, he missed three sixty two and a half or seven ninety nine on his third on depth. Well, no, or down, a, no, downward down motion. Down. Yeah, he down lost his balance on the way down and like bobbled it. He fucking it. smoked it. But he then smoked he smoked it. it. So I think he definitely had it. He uh, he got fucking mutilated by his opening bench. Dumped six oh six onto yeah. his hips. Passed out. Dumped it all over the yeah, place. He's been dealing with a lot arm. of shoulder injuries leading up to this. He barely but benched it. Somehow all. came back and hit that, and then also hit six seventeen. So Alex and Luis benched the same, which is you know, Luis. No, has, no what? No, not he. He he hit. 
Oh, no, yeah, oh, he benched 617. I thought yeah. you were saying his deadlift. And then deadlift, he had a great day for, for him. You know, he's notoriously a horrible deadlifter, but he, he pulled a big PR. He pulled yeah. uh, seven and a half kilo PR. He pulled 302 and a half. And Gino was there, and Lou was hamming it up. It was a good moment. It was fun. Yeah. Six, six, you know, six. And so Luis had a m- massive PR total. But really, I told him after the meet, like, dude, you basically fucking palmed out. The squat depth judging because for the equip we we actually ran a fully equipped session which you don't see at a lot of local meets but in massachusetts we got some of the best lifters in the world sick. lift here equipped and everybody decided to do it so kelsey eric Copperstein, the guys um you know shout out edwin nash shout out shout out kevin sanon yeah, there's rick, a lot of good equipped lifters rick, rick johnson, johnson. Yeah, what up not. rick oh my god yeah <laughs> so anyway I thought he had a heart attack on his dead they brought in some extra spotters they brought in some extra spotters and uh, I guess the side judges really couldn't get a good view. And so they were, you know, following the old the old adage, you know, benefit of the doubt goes to the lifter. If I don't see it, it's white light. Um, and uh, a lot of the squats were very high, including the one Luis got past. And, uh, I mean, I can go into the other ones if you want. Well, I mean, at the beginning I, of this year, we talked about how the change in rules were, um, you know, at local meets you can set national records now because there are no nationals. There's no nationals. And we thought it might be cool, but also I think we were actually against it because we're like, you know, everybody's setting setting records here and there in their yeah, backyard. And it's not the same level of competition. It's not the same yeah. judging. It's, yeah, I didn't you like don't it. have the hometown advantage of basically knowing all your judges probably if you if you're a lifter in that area. And so I mean at this meet there were some records set. Yeah, our our boy, one of our best friends, one of our he's like our father. OG you know? mm-hmm. Eric Cupperstein. We respect this guy a lot, but I straight up told him I was like, dude, that squat was trash. He got a M one American record passed. It's like two fifty six and a half. He, keep in mind he's a fifty nine kilo lifter, so it's a massive squat. Especially he's, I know he's it's an M two. It was an M two world record, so it obviously was an American record because he's over fifty. Um, it was so fucking high, dude. It was so high. And Luis's shit was so high. You know, I want to come to Luis's defense a little bit because he actually did break parallel with 799. Yeah, yeah but that's yeah. the one he didn't that's, get. Yeah, he no, bobbled it. He, he broke parallel like three times. He yeah. had it in him. <laughs> he bobbled yeah. the fuck out of it. He had it in him. But it just made us think like, the you know, between that squat, which nobody's going to be upset over an M2 American record squat, and, and Eric's strong as fuck. And it just, it's like he could do it to depth, but he decided not to but it got passed it shouldn't have been passed um yeah i mean just the shit that's going on the amount of american records that are being set with questionable judging at yes, all local meets stuff. it's it's alarming it's Wait, alarming i think the shit needs to end did you have any issues with ashton's lifts or any of those records? yeah it was a borderline it was a borderline bobble, lift it's not bobble, a, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't have been passed with a jury at a national meet yeah so. i don't know i i kind of disagree with that i think that over the years in the USAPL, the standard of depth has changed a lot. And maybe, you know, between 2010 and 2015 or so. Cup shit was sky high. Those, those squats would never get passed. They'd probably get three reds. But, like, in 2018, 2019, 2020 environment, they're kind of giving you a little bit more there. And I think the Ashton squats probably would have got passed. I mean, cups yeah. definitely wouldn't, but. Listen, man, if I did that meet. I would have loaded the American record. I would have loaded five hundred fucking five hundred fifteen point five kilos. You would. I honestly it. think I could have got it past. Yeah, yeah. 
I can move that shit. It's just, you know. About a thousand. I can move it halfway down. Yeah. Yeah, if you squatted it four inches high, you would have got it. Yeah. Well, well, speaking of Joe, I mean, you're planning on doing a meet. What are you going to What are you going to do at this meet? Well, I mean, I'd, I haven't competed since November 2019, and then we did the Fort Collins thing, and I actually thought I benched and deadlifted really well. Like, you know, regardless, I, I hit a really nice 750 bench and then barely missed 800, which would have been a PR. And then uh, I pulled 370 with straps, and I didn't need to use the straps. I just did because it was like a really sharp deadlift bar, and I knew it was for – you know, kind of like the shows, and I was the only lifter not using straps. Yeah, you're like, fuck it. <laughs> and so I was like, you know on. what? Fucking throw straps on. Let's have fun. And I honestly thought I would pull 380 or, or 385, but no one on the stream wanted to pay. But I felt really great. So I definitely want to get, you know, maybe like an 800 bench and an 800 pull in the same meet. It'd be really nice. Um, but obviously, like, I'm not a fucking pussy, so I'm going to do a full meet. Squat hasn't been going great this year, but I'm trying to figure out a way to trick my body into squatting a thousand um, mm-hmm. in a local meet i haven't competed locally in forever and if i did it wasn't serious so you know it should be a good time i think it's different people running the meet so i don't i think i'm gonna actually have to squat to depth so i'm a little concerned well if anybody <laughs> if anybody who's running the meet is listening they're probably gonna make you squat to depth now that's fine dude yeah, i good. i honestly don't want i don't yeah. want that shit on my name yeah you know, i'd rather squat 950 to depth than yeah. 1050 fucking yeah. high i think my third attempt was like at b kind of high but you know, i can have a I'll video of me squatting 1050 high anytime in the gym it's fine yeah if i want to do it i'll do it so when is that february february 21st spindell barbell should be sick i hope chrissy max powers there yeah i mean i'm gonna make her feel some type of way you know oh yeah when i don't she know sees oh, a thousand sure. pounds on the bar i don't uh, sure. we're all gonna feel some kind of way i don't know if it's the kind of <laughs> i'm way. gonna feel some kind of way too <laughs> I, I can't wait to get back in the coach's box and be all the way up i'm gonna ass. fucking mask up get drunk and go to mohegan with peachy that's that gonna night. be sick oh my god yeah <laughs> mohegan's opening guys let's go <laughs> yeah, get your you heard it here first <laughs> get your vaccination all right all right that's enough of that but the i i think congrats to alex on the total Thank i'm you. super stoked you got back in gear Thanks. you know You've just been hanging out with our crew, coming to equip worlds and nationals and shit. It was about time. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta put up, you know. Yeah, put it up for the pod, dude. It's for, for the, the pod. pod. For the pod. Who knows? We'll get Peachy in a meet soon. And Who knows? Lou might be retired. <laughs> yeah, Lou might be done. I mean, He's got to rest on his laurels yeah. there. I may be the qualified if there ever is a nationals. I may be qualified now. I you think. are. You I are. Think I am. You definitely are. I think man. I am. But for this shit, nets? this shit really beats your body up, though. Yeah. Speaking as a like a, you know, a pussy. <laughs> this shit hurts. Speaking of the little Asian boy, a little Asian frame boy, my fucking joints and shit, fucking dead. All right, I mean you're qualified though for sure. Let's let's quality, let's talk about your other passions. Oh yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about your other passions. We briefly I we, talked a little bit of shit. We were ill prepared to talk about the Olympia, um, like a couple weeks ago on the pod. <laughs> yeah, I talked a little shit on the last podcast on the last podcast with Sean about. You know how Eric Lillybridge looks like a guy out of Bev Francis Powerhouse, but um, the Olympia just happened this past weekend, um, and we talked a little bit about it, but we didn't really do our homework. I, I I think I did say that Big Rami has been looking pretty good, and we did say that Phil Heath was coming back, but yeah. I don't think that he's going to get his bubble gut under control, and I think our predictions were pretty yeah pretty spot pretty on. Solid. Phil mm. looked horrible. Yeah, I, he didn't look as big or conditioned as he has in the past and his belly his bubblegut bonanza ex- distendo distendo turtle shell 
stomach was on full display. Louis Marco came out of the fucking, like from the bleachers. Like he hasn't be- really been commenting commenting on bodybuilding a lot. Yeah, but, he's but he got came it. out of nowhere. He's horny for Phil Heath's <laughs> Yeah, he gut. hates Phil Heath. So the uh, so Big Rami won. So it's a first win for him. He, he's time. been he's been working so hard for this uh, for a very long time. He's been runner up to Phil. After Kai Green stepped out a few years ago, then it was Big Rami versus Phil, and he never was able to beat him. And he always had problems with getting shredded enough. His conditioning was never good. He was just huge. He switched around his coaches several different times. He's had several different coaches, and he just always came up short. And this past year, he actually um, he had COVID, and he was planning on doing a, like a European a European championship that was an Olympia qualifier. And unfortunately, he contracted COVID. So he couldn't do his qualifier. So he technically didn't qualify for the Olympia. But um, the the Olympia uh, you know, company it extended a, a special invite for him to yeah. do this. So he kind of like lucked out on that. But he took full advantage of it and actually came home with the win for Egypt. I'm sure they're all stoked. Yeah, there's he's gonna, gonna be statues of Big Ram. Yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be forever enshrined in Egypt. But he looked he looked really insane. He he, he wasn't as big as his largest, but he came in conditioned and he's big enough. His midsection looked great, which is like yeah. When I look at pro bodybuilding, I'm like, would I want to look like that even for temporarily? And like you look at Phil, or even like at the end of Ronnie's career when he had a huge gut, or yeah. some of these other guys, or like Marcus Rule, like I wouldn't want to look like those guys. But Big Rami. Looked really fucking good. Yeah. And so last year's champion, um, Brandon Curry. Brandon Curry, he took second. He looked really good. He didn't he looked look good. He, he just didn't look as filled out. He didn't look as yeah. filled out. And Big Rami has the size on him. And when you, when they both come in condition, you, you can't compete. His with, abdomen uh, was like tight, but it was like good. flat. It didn't, yeah. like, it had no. He looked good. And no then um, who got third place? Was that, what did Phil get fourth or third? Can't remember, but who's the other guy? Haiti, Hadi Chupan. Yeah, he's Hadi Iranian, Chupin, yeah. and he, he looked really, really good. good yeah. I think he actually, I think it was uh, Phil coming in third, and then Hadi took fourth. But I think it should be the other way around. And then William Bonac, I think, got fifth. Yeah, William Bonac always looks right? good. I just want to know what Big Rami benches. Honestly, he probably benches a lot. I mean, like a lot is relative, but I bet you he could clang around four ninety five. Yeah, Phil got third. I don't think he deserved third. That's I think that's the big yeah bullshit. it's trash yeah Hadi Chupan got fourth and and William Bonac got fifth. One thing I noticed is I watched like the uh, you know when they they're doing the announcements at the end, and uh, it was just uh, Brandon Curry and and Big Rami left and you know and they're like and the 2020, Mr. Olympia, and then they say and new new, and new. so th- someone filmed it and posted it but that fucking place was packed in Florida. Mm-hmm. No mass, no, no fucking oh, mass, yeah. dude. The well, Olymp- yeah, it was originally supposed to be in Vegas. It's always in yeah, Vegas. but how does the Olympia company not enforce a mask rule for the for the finals? I guess in Florida, I guess they don't. Yeah. Do they yeah, have they, rules in Florida? No, they don't. There's no there's, there's some uh, all those southern states, not all of them, all of them, but there's a, a bunch that don't have a mandatory mask. Yeah. One thing that pissed I mean, me off about all, the, all the big bodybuilding competitions have been happening in Florida this year. I think yeah. nationals is always in Florida, but they had it, and I follow a couple guys that are there and. I'm pretty sure several of them actually got COVID <laughs> at yeah. nationals. They're like complaining that they can't taste anything. Um, but you know, it is what it is down there. There's no rules. But yeah. you know, when it, when you talk about men's bodybuilding, you talk about these bubble guts. It really, um, it makes me 
yearn for the older, the older age of bodybuilding, the classic age of bodybuilding. And that's what this new division that I had been competing in is all about classic physique. And the guys that compete in that now look like full size bodybuilders. Now they look like Arnold looked and they look more, way more shredded though. It's very, it's very competitive. So it's basically, it's just bodybuilding, but with a weight limit for every different height so that, so that people can be proportional and not too big, but they've been more lax on what those weight limits are. So these guys look absolutely insane. Uh, the winner this year was Chris Bumstead. He won last year. He dethroned Breon Ansley, who had won the first uh, two, I think, um, Classic Physique Olympias. Uh, Breon took second this year again. And third place was Terrence Ruff in Ruff Diesel. And that guy is one of my favorites. Uh, he just has the Anybody most aesthetic. Anybody named Ruff Diesel I'm a big fan of. He has the most aesthetic you know, frame. He's masterful poser. I can't and, believe he didn't win. I saw the story that you posted, and he looked yeah. crazy. He looks very, very good. In real life, he's he's not a huge guy. I met him at the Arnold a couple times. He's a really nice guy, but um, I think he placed in the, I want to say teen, like teens last year, or or yeah. like like way out. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad that he finally placed really well, and that they awarded that guy because he looks he looks really great. So congrats to him. Yeah, man. But I, I think those guys look way better. If I, if I was to want to look like any of those guys, I'd want to look like one of the classic guys for sure. They uh, they have the vacuum and they have a, a nice narrow waist and they're fucking jacked. I'd look mm. like Big Rami. You'd want to look like Rami. Yeah. I'd want to look like Chris Bumstead or Breon uh, Ainsley or Terrence Ruffin yeah. or one of those guys. You think you're going to get laid? <laughs> what? No, bodybuilders? <laughs> yeah, this is the thing you don't understand because a, a lot of our listeners are powerlifters, right? And they're like, oh, yeah, those guys, those guys must get laid. You know, all the time, but you know, girls don't give a fuck. Yeah, they don't. Man. They don't care. They think you probably look freaky and gross, and you're yeah. always complaining about what you're eating. And yeah, stuff, girls yeah. were like, you know, it's too much. They like a, a nice, powerful. They like a big, thick man. Thick, yeah, like me, two thirty-five, two forty, thick. That's better. You're very oh. marketable. Oh. <laughs> it's more. It's more. It's more healthy looking. It's more powerful. Like who? <laughs> who's gonna protect you? You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. So if you're worried about being shredded, don't worry about it. Like it's fun, but don't worry. Be strong. Be yeah, strong. be strong. Be fucking strong. All right, all right. That's all enough right. on the Olympia. Enough, enough yeah, about the Olympia. Let's talk about. All right, let's talk about some some uh, bombshell news, spicy so, stuff, some confidential shit. We're breaking it here because this podcast is definitely going to be the first podcast to talk about it. Because when we got this information, it's confidential. It's still technically confidential information when we're recording this but we're gonna wait until it becomes public before we release it so that we don't get sued or anything yeah yeah yeah. larry's got larry's got us yeah larry we're good they don't care we're good but if you haven't heard there's gonna be a lot of changes in the usapl starting january 1st 2021 real soon hold on to your hats a whole lot of changes a whole lot of changes so the email to the confidential email announces that there will be adaptive athlete division, MX division, para bench division, and get this, <laughs> raw with wraps division. You think Larry oh listened to God. us when we did the pod with him and suggested that? He might have. He might have, yeah. He might have. Wow, we're the shit, huh? So adaptive Let's go through it athlete, in order, yeah. yeah, adaptive athlete division. So this is intended for athletes who are unable to adhere to 100% of the technical rules of performance as defined in the rule book. And that would, they would una- be unable to compete otherwise. 
So, you know, this is amputees, um, people that can't lock out their elbows like Luis, uh, <laughs> inability to fully extend the knees, inability to rest the head on the bench. So that's like Blaine. Uh, inability <laughs> to place that. one or both feet flat on the ground or blocks. Inability to grasp the bar without assistance and um, unable to grasp the bar in accordance with the rules. So right. I think this is awesome because I think it's good. It's it's the really spirit good. of it is very good. The spirit is is awesome. We want to be the most inclusive to everybody that wants to power lift that that wants to be able to compete and lift some weight and, and work hard to you know enjoy the sport. Um, there's a lot of questions about this um, because. It may get tricky for judges to know exactly uh, which athletes, you know, need, you know, which. Who's in adaptive and who's not, especially in a local meet where you're just, the divisions are all mixed, right? I'm sure on the scoreboard or the jumbo screen, it's going to say instead of open next to the name, it's going to say adaptive. But you have to be paying attention. Yeah, I think that they will have to be um, some paying attention by the meet director to know who is entering in the adaptive to make sure that the judges are aware of this. And if there are a lot of athletes with all different, um, you know, considerations, it may get, it may make it be tricky. It's muddy. It's not cut and dry. Like it, like in reality, I think it's going to be great because number one, I don't think the division is going to be heavily entered, right? It's going to no. be very rare yeah. that you have an adaptive athlete, but it's good to have that option. And I think there are a couple backstories that make this really great, right? Years ago, maybe even up to ten years ago, you know, there was a there was a female lifter who was young and she had lost a leg in like a boating accident, right? And she was literally out there squatting, not with a prosthetic, but one leg squatting, then benching and one leg deadlifting. She was she was awesome, and her numbers were pretty good. And uh, I remember there was a story that she tried to enter like Raw Nationals was in Florida in like 2013. So this is seven years ago, and that's the last I heard about her. She signed up for the meet and uh there was obviously no division for her so you know she contacted the meet director who's rob keller and uh he basically said enter the open division whatever and she said well will you refund my you know will you comp my entry fee and he said why would i do that right and so she was like oh i'm i'm a amputee like I've never paid for a meet. There's no division for me. I can't really medal, so it doesn't make sense. Like, you know, could you just let me compete? And he was like, no, you want to compete like everybody else? Pay your entry fee. So there's a lot of shit about that. Should she pay her entry fee? Should she not? There's no division. In my opinion, I'll, it seems that people with these issues, um, and someone you know can, can comment, correct me if I'm wrong, they want to be treated like everybody else. Right. And, and getting to compete, it's, it's, it's fun. It's a privilege for all of us to be able to compete. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't have a problem with how Rob addressed it, but long story short, she didn't compete at raw nationals and yeah. she, she didn't compete in USAPL ever again. It's unfortunate. Yeah. It's unfortunate. We lost that lifter. Right. And, uh, she may have never competed again. I don't know if you remember this girl, Peachy, but they were posting on powerlifting watch all the time. Uh, I think I vaguely, she remember, was like in yeah. Seattle. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, then there was another one. I was talking to a friend um, about this, and uh, there was someone with a hook, like a like an oh, amputated hand. I, I remember hand. this actually. And uh, the USAPL, for some reason, wouldn't let them, wouldn't allow them to compete, either in the open division or, or at all. How do right? you deadlift with that thing? That's well, there was a safety problem. issue. Like, yeah. how are you going to properly 
safely grab the bar on squat and bench and 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 can you deadlift with a hook like yeah. of course you can but is yeah. that fair we have like a strap over your shoulder to yeah secure it i think the bench is the highest li- uh, liability thing yeah, that's so I, I don't really know a lot of the details but let's just say it, it it caused a reason to review what the usapl is doing with these types of athletes so i think in reality, it's going to be very rare that someone's in these divisions in a local meet, but I think it's going to be great that there's this option um, for people. Yeah. And I, I mean, when we when we help out with the Special Olympics at Harvard every year, um, we try to judge to the best we can to the standards for USAPL, but inevitably there's going to be a lot of lifters that jump they the start command. They can't perform the lifts. You know, they jump the start command or you know, they jump the press command or they, they, they are not – Able to there are also physical issues yeah, on phys- top of physical, mental issues. Physical and mental issues. And, you know, I'd love to have a place for those lifters. Um, yeah, it's great. Tra- but like I said, that's, yeah. in, that's in reality. And so I think it's not going to be an issue. But in a vacuum, right, if you look at this, and the provisions they allow for lifters that are not able to extend their elbows completely or knees, where do we draw the line? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, there's benchers I know like Jeff Schneider. World, master world champion bencher, master world record holder. He maybe gets one out of every three benches passed, and that's generous because he cannot lock his elbows. He physically cannot lock his elbows. Is Jeff Snyder an 800-pound bencher now? Should he sign up for the adapted division? Does he need a TUE? Do you, what's the process to say, I can definitely not lock out my joint, yeah. and I am going to compete in the adapted division? What's yeah. that process? Yeah, maybe you need a doctor's note. Um, well, you know, anybody can yeah, well, here's the thing though, Joe, with that is like, since it's not going to be a world qualifier, as I understand it, I think that people who yeah feel like they're competitive enough are don't want to be open. It. Yeah. Exactly. My problem is why, why have that part of it? Right. Like I think well, it's we, only local state and regional we have. Yeah. But why have that part of it? Why not just have the adapted division for amputees or people with serious disabilities? Well, there's. I, I guess it's not cut and dry, though, right? Well, I think it should. I think it needs to be. Yeah, but logistically for the USAPL, where are you gonna like? Are you gonna require them to submit documentation? Like, you well, know. Yeah, I think there's a lot of questions around it, but at the end of the day, I think people like just need to let it. Let yeah, it play we're out. gonna have to see. I mean, there. You know, there, people are It's gonna not like take, this is set in stone. Yeah. It could be amended. I'm hoping people aren't gonna like take advantage of this so that they people can are win. Fucking crazy. They can win the regional. Have adaptive. you seen some of the masters lifters? How much they love medals? Yeah. How much they love medals? I know. I know. And records, and they'll tell you about it too. They'll never shut the fuck up. So I think it's something we need to be careful about. Well, one thing that I I'm think be on that the they could out. do is they could leave it up to tournament director discretion. To move you out of the adaptive division into the open or age category division, yeah. Like if you actually do something, they'd be like, "Wait a second. I mean, just because if you're if you're sixty years old and you can't extend your elbow, I think you still need to compete in the master division and just, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I think there's gonna there's got to be a cutoff. There's got to be someone drawing yeah. the line. So we'll see how it plays out. It's very interesting. I think uh, the idea of it, the spirit of it, is awesome, and. There's a lot of questions about it, and uh, hopefully, you know, people don't take advantage of it. Or if they do, they get called out. Yeah, you know, they get called out and blown up. Like, good for you. Yeah, let's let's skip to the um, the Paralympic division. Okay. So we leave the two hottest ones for last. <laughs> so the para the para, <laughs> the para bench. bench. Yeah. So um, 
This one's a long overdue one yeah. as well. 100%. So it says, earlier in 2020, we sent a team of our technical experts to study and learn from the U.S. Para Powerlifting Organization on how to prepare USA Powerlifting for this new division. The Paralympic division in USA Powerlifting applies only to the bench press, and the division is officially called Parabench. Open to male and female athletes with one or more of the eight eligible physical impairments as defined by World Para Powerlifting. If these impairments have a certain severity that impacts sport performance, there is an official table, you know, of all the impairments. Yeah. Um, you know, they have an impairment of the lower limbs or hips, which would prohibit them from competing in able body powerlifting, such as uh, singular W am- amputation, um, above the ankle, uh, let's see, through above the ankle, stiffness in the knee joint would be eligible to compete. Um, they can petition for a waiver that would allow him or her to compete in the parabench division with uh, his or her impairment, provided that it is in the spirit of what parabench division is intended to represent. Okay. So they made some modifications to increase excel- accessibility for the athletes. I mean, it, it's just been like obvious that para bench has been a, a thing for a while. Like, uh, you know, usually in the weeks following the summer games, there are is a para Olympic games, and we've all seen it. Some really amazing lifts by lifters of all weight categories in para bench and that usually happens on the olympic weightlifting stage Mm -hmm. at the olympics but in the weeks following you know they use the venues for these things um you know it's just in 2020 we saw the death of siaman rahman Mm -hmm. rest in peace but he's a 700 pound bencher who did not have the use of his legs and i just think that instead of having the Olympic lifting be the governing body of that. Why haven't we tried to take this under our umbrella sooner? Yeah. Um, it's fucking bench press, you know. Yeah, they use like an Olympic bar. They have super crazy strict rules. Yeah, the rules suck. The There's rules no are press really command. Strange. Yeah, there's you just have to pause it on your own accord, and then the judges judge how good your pause was after. Yeah. So a lot of like you know when you watch IPF and and they're strict judging, and it's kind of a bummer when people are making lifts that look legitimate but then they get turned down because of technical infractions yeah there's a lot of that yeah, in it's the like even, it's even worse it's, it's like, even worse uneven you, extension yeah. isn't allowed i think if you like mm. pause it might not even be allowed but i think like, you know this if you coming stop. if this coming over to powerlifting, i think it's gonna be a lot better maybe we'll get a lot of those athletes and it's crazy because like you think it's like an you know oh like they can't compete in powerlifting because they have like whatever these guys and girls they train bench press so hard some of them bench more than able-bodied powerlifters. It yeah. is truthfully amazing to watch. It's amazing. Movies. So, Siamon Rahman bench more than the IPF super heavyweight raw world record. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's it's sick. I don't have much to say about it other yeah. than it's, it's great. Yeah, we're stoked. I mean, um, I'm curious what that means in terms of having the meet director prepare uh, the actual equipment. If they're, you know, if it's just going to be, you know, the same type of straps. Um, and so forth, if they're going to need to have different, you know, since we're we're being uh, accessible for all athletes that might have different things, you know, yeah. it'll Is be the interesting. Bench pad a different it's uh, interesting width? because in, in the, the Paralympic benching, 
the bench is super it's like a table yeah and it's, it's got straps on it to strap yeah. in the athletes so, I, mean, I don't know are we going to be ratchet ratchet strapping people down i, to I the honestly bench think it's like in in my estimation they're going to hold the athletes to the same rules but they'll probably allow um it's like your feet can be straps moving you i know strap, i, I you think br- they bring your own straps stra- or something strap yourself to the you know yeah the do, uh, ipf approved bench yeah, do what you got to do bring, but, like, but the, the important thing about this is that this is not ipf changes this is only in the usapl so i'm actually curious to see how ipf is going to react to mm-hmm. the usapl creating division everything we do mirrors the ipf this does not so yeah. this is a usapl saying we need to be more open and tolerant and yeah. accepting of all athletes and kudos to them yeah, kudos to them. This is fu- this is fucking sweet. It's mm-hmm. awesome. I think it's long overdue. And you know, the USAPL is such a big force in powerlifting. Um, you know, we affect IPF a lot, especially you know in raw. For sure, they and they so, don't want to admit it, but we do. They don't want to admit it, but we're we're being the wave of change here. And so that would be sick if IPF you know started considering these things too. Mm. Yeah. Um. So the next division, raw with wraps. Let's go. This is sick. <laughs> I'm pumped about this. So you don't, we, we were joking like, oh yeah, that'd be sick to do a raw with wraps meet. Like too bad we'd have to do a USPA meet. Fuck it. We'll do USPA. Um, but now we don't have to. It allows. <laughs> I might still do US, USPA meet eventually at Mark's gym, at Base Day Athletic Club. Yeah, just for fun. Mark Siminski, new listener, shout out. Yeah, maybe I'll That's do one. Boy. I kind of want to do one at the 100 key weight class. Yeah, so. I would do Mark's meet before a USAPL no. meet probably still it's probably my only chance to pull like three times body weight <laughs> next year you get to pull 315 nah not I don't know maybe but I'm just trying to pull three so the division allows lifters to wear knee wraps that are in accordance with with the technical rules so you know all other rules are raw lifting in effect so basically you have to wear two meter wraps that need to be approved so forth and these lifters can qualify to compete at open Equip nationals, not raw nationals, if they meet or exceed the existing open equipped division qualifying totals. Which everybody does. So there will, however, be no separate raw with wraps division at open nationals. So if you qualify for open nationals wearing knee wraps, you're just going to be entered into the open, you know. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be a lot of people end up doing that. But I think at the local and regional level, there's going to be interest. People are going to be like, well, fuck it. I just want to compete Roth wraps like USPA drug tested is a fucking joke, right? Mm, yeah. So if you're an actual lifter who likes wearing wraps, because I don't, I don't like, why would anybody squat without fucking wraps? Well, well, speaking of, <laughs> I mean, if you looked in the news, there's this kid in Russia, oh, hundred kilo lifter. He was squatting like two ten keys. He uh he had wraps under his SBD knee sleeves. The and he kid, got caught. He got caught. So there's a video, you know, it's all over Instagram, the internet, if you look for it. But the the judge stops the lifter after he squats and, and he's standing there and he unrolls his SBD knee sleeve. And there's... I don't get that because Raw so with Wraps is super popular in like Europe and and uh, Russia for lifters that yeah. are in IPF. Kid wasn't even good either, 210. He wasn't good. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, Yuri Belkin, Raw with Raps. There's all those meets, Raw with Raps, he could have done. WRPF is big. Guy sucks. I think it was the same meet that um, that all-time world record Raw with Raps happened. It was like they, he could have entered Raw with Raps <laughs> at the same meet. <laughs> He's right? just trying to fucking pump the numbers up a little bit, just what, a little yeah. edge. What a joke. That's His a, numbers weren't even good. I no, can understand if you were like, he's, Big time. That's really funny. Like when Dave Hoff, like 
snuck wraps under his bench shirt. I mean, he was breaking like a a, a junior all time bench record. So it's like, okay, he cheated for a reason. Not that it was good, but yeah, to squat two ten so you can yeah. show your girlfriend or something. Fuck yeah, no, Jesus Christ, but kid got so much. <laughs> that night yeah oh whatever. yeah yeah but anyway back to <laughs> back to usapl having raw with wraps um i think a lot of the reasons that usapl lifters switch to uspa is one they want to pull with a deadlift bar and a lot of these raw kids want to like pull with a deadlift bar for the clout and also like political they're mad that they can't you know film yeah. with their cameras and stuff at the meets but i think this still is really good for usapl um establishing their dominance over uh, drug tested powerlifting, I think um, it's really good for kind of a little gateway drug to equipped. Yeah. So a lot of these raw kids, they maybe they're trying out knee wraps. You know, their SPDs aren't tight enough, and they want to just try out knee wraps, and they they find out it's kind of fun to lift a little bit more weight, and then maybe say, "What's the difference if I'm adding some knee wraps? Why not just wear a, a loose suit and see if I can get a little bit more? A little bit more." You know, I qualified for open nationals just with knee wraps. What would happen if I put on a, a loose suit? And what if I tried a deadlift suit? That might be fun. You know, maybe I get a Why little not? bit more on the deadlift. Yeah. And then, and then the bench shirt. I think that's the hardest to to get to get involved with if you don't have a crew. But if you start loose, you know, who knows? So I I think it's really good for for the uh, open equipped division. I think it might we might get a few people. I think it's good for that. I, I think it's good overall. Just It's a legitimately drug-tested option for lifters who want to lift in wraps. And mm-hmm. I think raw with wraps is... I mean, I've always said, like, if you're going to wear wraps, just fucking wear everything. But also, I think raw with wraps is more interesting to watch than raw That's with sleeves. Substantially more That's interesting. Raw. So, you know, I think it's good. I, you know, what's if you're at a local meet, are you really going to care if, like, one lifter comes out, they have sleeves, and the next lifter comes out, they have wraps. No one's going to fucking care. Um, Half it, the people in the audience won't even know. They won't know. I mean, the divisions are going to be a little diluted, but, I, again, I think in the beginning at least there's not going to be that many people who do it, but we might do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we might do it. We love wraps. could be fun. I mean, There's no reason to take a max squat attempt without wraps on. Just yeah, what, never what's should the, happen. Yeah, what's the point? I mean, for – for me, like, okay, yeah, it would be cool to qualify for Raw Nationals so I can get smoked by everybody. Why, but why would I do that? Why not just wear knee wraps and yeah. just have fun Yeah, lift some crazy weights? All right. So this is the last new division, the MX division. So I thought this was like motocross or something. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> Fucking motocross division. Wear it's, an engine. <laughs> yeah. I was like, can you wear like... You wear an engine under your Pads and stuff, <laughs> gloves, and a helmet? No. This new division provides dedicated competition space for athletes of all gender identities. Competitors who elect to compete in this MX division compete across 14 weight classes in the sub-junior, junior, open, and masters one through four age divisions. Same rules of competition that we are held to and the same anti-doping requirements as all other it's divisions. Important. That is important. So looking forward, we're working to ensure MX athletes will have a path to compete at a higher level. Starting in 2022, MX athletes will compete at nationals and with that have a path to international competition and the opportunity to represent the United States abroad. The weight classes which align with the LGBT Powerlifting Union's MX division are as follows. 44 kg, 48, 52, 56, 60, 67 and a half, 75, 82 and a half, 90, 100, 110, 125, 140, 140 plus. So it's is it the same weight classes I mean, regardless of what you identify it? 
Yes. But why are they Everybody's using the old weight classes? Everybody competes against each other. Why are they using the old well, weight that, classes? Because that's what the LGBT powerlifting unions... MX I think that's what they're saying. Them. The lifters who are going to come over, yeah. that's what they're used to. And maybe... From USPA? I, I don't know. But that might LGBT be... LGBT powerlifting is its own yeah. oh, I federation. So, right. Do okay. you think that's the international competition? Do they have an international division? I don't know. That's an interesting thing. Because I think the path to international competition is important. I mean, the the female lifter in Minnesota who was trying to petition to compete at nationals, she was trying to talk about how she's being denied an opportunity to compete at the World Games. I said it once, I said it a million times. Everybody thinks they're going to the fucking World Games. So that was just a complete farce. But I think if you boil that down, it is important to give these lifters an opportunity you know, in their mind, they want to be, they don't have full representation until they have the same opportunities as everybody else. Yeah. But I think it's, it's good. I, I think it's probably not exactly what they want, but it's what they get. And I think it's fair. Yeah. So because I, mean, I, I think we need to protect our, our, you know, female athletes, uh, against competing by, uh, against competing with people who, you know, were males at birth, assigned male at birth. One thing that I hope that doesn't happen is that these people are, because we know that drug testing in the USAPL meets is not random. Let's keep it real. So I hope that these people aren't targeted and then they're banned, uh, like assuming that they don't do any, like they're not doing crazy numbers yeah. and like if they have potential to go to worlds or whatever with their total or whatever. But like, for instance, right, let's say that you are female to male, okay? And we know that part of that transition could include testosterone. If they show up at the meet and they squat 120 keys, bench 80, and pull 145, I really hope that they don't get tested. You know, because you're... To me, I don't really care, man. I, I, I just think you can't start making ex- exceptions on testosterone, ever. It doesn't matter. There's people who yeah. have gotten accidents and I, their pituitary gland got crushed and they tried to submit yeah. a TUE and yeah. they got denied, yeah. okay? Joe, I agree with you, Joe, but... To Peachy's point, if there's no suspicion other than the fact that they're an MX lifter and they don't have they don't have yeah. veins coming out of their neck, that's exactly what I'm saying. Then I don't think they should be unfairly targeted to, no, to piss every time. I agree. I think it would be a waste. If you're uh, Peachy's point, it would be a waste of testing somebody else. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But if there's a female lifter in the MX division, you know, first of all, they're not they're not a threat to our, you know, the females because they're not lifting in the same division. But, mm-hmm. you know, if there is a female in that division that, you know, looks like uh, Mary Janae Croc, then, you know, maybe they should get piss tested, you know? Yeah. yeah well, that's another thing. That's, that's a thing that people are up in arms about. Who's piss testing who? Yeah, ex- exactly. That's another really sticky situation because I think um, the way it is is for the MX division, I believe – the way it is now, correct me if I'm wrong, because you know I'm talking on my ass here, like most of the time. <laughs> We're usually wrong, but I think it's up to the lifter to they can, you know, pick who they want to <laughs> test them. So if you're a lifter right? who identifies uh, pick as male female, or female, you you identify as female, you still have male genitalia, yeah, but you choose a female doping control officer. I think there's an issue there that needs to be worked yeah, because the doping control officer may not be because, comfortable. Yeah, we're not only trying to respect the athletes; we're trying to respect, respect everybody. Yeah. So. so there might. I think there's there's a a lot of a lot of um, controversy about this. A lot of people up in arms, 
again, this this is very, very hot off the press, and there's already a lot of waves being made within different groups, uh, you know, between officials. And I, I think yeah. this this is something that definitely will need to be sorted out to make sure that everybody is is. So my biggest question, though, though, is Bavel is uh, so I, I kind of address the female to male where, you know, whatever. But if you're male to female and you're not allowed to use drugs, does that mean that you have a full, you know, complement of testosterone? And like, what happens with that path to world championships and stuff yeah. like that? I, I believe it does. I mean, a little this bit is, confusing for it, me. It's in the LGBT powerlifting union, and it's different weight classes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the the male to female, you know, people identifying as female in the MX. Mm-hmm. will be you know i guess it's their prerogative well, it's just, no you don't have to you don't have to identify though you do not have to identify and the path to international it's not keep in mind this is usapl only so i i think we should do some research on this because yeah. we just got this email but lgbt powerlifting Union probably has an international competition. There is no pass to IPF competition. For so is everybody all in I it? See. Is okay. everybody all in it together? It's yes, all that's why there's identities. only one group it's of one weight classes group. listed. There's no male and female weight classes. Oh, because everybody, okay. everybody lifts in the same division. Yeah, MX division. There's no other identification. Yeah, I see. Right, well, other than age. So it's MX age. I see. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. in, if you're male to female or female to male, or you're just non-binary or you don't identify as male or female. You can lift in the MX division, but you are lifting against whoever else is, is in the division. I get it. Now. There okay. is no okay. So uh, there is no sex involved at okay. all. Okay. So the mm-hmm. so obviously disadvantaged here are the, you know, female to male. Well, that's why I think this isn't going to be popular with at least the group or the advocates that were at 2019 nationals. Yeah, I think the advocates yeah, want they to want use, full inclusion. They want mm-hmm. to use uh, the hormone therapies to... They want to use hormone therapies they and they want full inclusion. Therapies. So they want male to female lifters. The, the big thing is male to female lifting against females. Yeah. And I, I don't think know, it's going to happen. It's never going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> this is just... So so from what from what it sounds like from, from the USAPL and Larry is that those people are very radical, small side, but there's actually a large group of lifters in the LG, yeah. LGBT powerlifting union that might find this yeah, they just attractive, lift. that want to lift. And they just want to lift. That's the, that's the thing that I want. People just want to lift, and, I and think, they can lift. And I think that's awesome. And, yeah. I, and I, I'm really happy that they're, that we are accepting of that and we yeah. have a, a place for them to lift and that they can lift with us. But, mm-hmm. yeah, like, I, like we were saying, I think uh, hormone use exceptions, uh, that the people are not going to be happy with the USAPL not budging on that, but we are drug-free powerlifting. And mm-hmm. testosterone is obviously, very obviously a PED, and we don't even give TUEs, therapeutic use exemptions, to, to, to males that can no longer produce testosterone. You know, if, if there's a male that had been castrated, he still needs to lift as a male, even though maybe they don't have any t- testosterone. Well, he could, if a male caster, you can lift in the MX division now. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure I could lift in the MX division if I truly felt that I belong there. I won't, but there's nothing wrong yeah. with my, well, I have low testosterone. So. Well, if you ever decide that my you want to be. My genitalia is still intact. If you ever decide that you want to be a woman, Joe, you could live in the, in the uh, yeah. fuck, 
What was the division called? Sorry. I mean, it, ha- it happened. Yeah, I'm a big macho guy, right? But mm-hmm. look at uh, Matt Krajewski. He had some, you know, things he had to work out personally, and he identifies as female. So. He looks pretty. She looks pretty good. I, is she I, looks? She yeah, looks like. I mean, she's pretty conditioned. I think she had some surgery, you know, for her face. Yeah, mm-hmm. lighten it up a little bit. She looks pretty. You know, she looks cute. You know. Mm-hmm. I really loved when uh, I showed up to Bench Nationals with Peachy. Oh my god! Yeah, in 2015. Uh, and, maybe uh, a little later than that. No, it was 2015. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah it was 2015. I remember. I know. You know, I remember all. The I know. Years I remember and, the years. Anyway, we show up to Scranton. We show up in the hotel, and it was USAPL Bench Nationals banner. It was by the hotel because they were trying to advertise like go to the buffet or whatever, whatever, right? And it was. Uh, Bench press nationals on the sign, and then it was uh, Matt Krajewski was the uh, athlete on the <laughs> yeah. banner. Yeah, obviously not a USAPL lifter. It was pretty funny, <laughs> <laughs> and, and he had just kind of like put it out. She had just kind of put out, you know that, uh, and it said Matt. Yeah, no, it, did. it didn't say. Oh anything. no, it didn't say. Anything. Oh, it it just had that. his picture, and I was oh. like, that's not even the picture that she would want. Yeah, yeah, but also it's nothing to do with USAPL. It's just a funny story. That's really weird. <laughs> Anyway, let, let's yeah, let's it, sum this up, man. So it seems like you know if you really wanted to boil this down, now you know if you're an amputee who doesn't identify male or female, yeah, can't lock your elbows, <laughs> can't lock your elbows, <laughs> and <laughs> can you lift in all of them? You, can, <laughs> I think you would lift an MX division. But, but MX is the same, uh, you know, the same rules <laughs> That's as true. raw. Yeah. I guess you can't lift in all of them. So if the you're an time. amputee MX and you want to lift in knee wraps. I think you're fucked. I think you still can't lift. Yeah. Well, if Damn. you're an amputee, you can't really lift in knee wraps. Oh, maybe you can you wear knee wraps over your ampu, ampu uh, your prosthesis? What if their what if their legs are fine and their uh, their amputation is on their arm? They can squat. Yeah, squat around. Right? Yeah, yeah. That'd be. They're gonna have to. I think the crossover is gonna be interesting. It's gonna happen eventually. I'm not yeah, saying it's gonna happen definitely. all the time, but I can't definitely. wait for the future when like these prosthetic limbs are crazy and there's gonna be, you know, IPF approved prosthetics. Yeah, they're gonna make them lift it with us right. in the gear. Yeah, <laughs> gear like if they if they have like pistons and stuff like in it, oh, and like yeah. Wolverine, where they're robotic, where people have bionic yeah. shit, yeah, they're robotic, like robotic control. That'd be sick Those if they if they had brain. like a like a hydraulic hook. And they'll they'll never have the grip problems that you have. Oh yeah, they just have a <laughs> they just have like a crazy. I need some type of division. Worst case, worst <laughs> I need, case, I need my own division. We'll just cut Joe's hands off and give him hooks. Yeah, he might you know? need them. Oh, that's a theoretical. Thing. I mean, someone accused Frederick Smolter of like shortening his arms sur- surgically. You know, the first guy that benched 400 kilos in the IPF. Like, someone actually accused him That's crazy. of that. There's shit that is like you get into the dark underworld and you could, you know, I don't know why anybody would cut off their hand. Yeah, I don't think yeah, that seems a little crazy. That's, that's a yeah. lot. Ben, you, your bench might be tricky. Yeah. But, so. um, you know, I'll, you know, we're, we're kind of joking around here, but. You know, to sum it up, I think a lot of people are, are really going to be happy about this. There's going to be a handful of people that are, are not satisfied with it. But I think all in all, it's it's pretty awesome that the USAPL is doing this and trying to make our, you know, our Fed more inclusive, more open to have everybody enjoy the sport of power. Yeah, I think for a while, USAPL might have been seen as like, 
you know, non-inclusive elitist, whatever. If if making you piss in a cup is elitist, then we're yeah. fucking elite as fuck. Yeah, okay? you have to get over that one thing. <laughs> that one thing where we want people to be drug free and have an even playing field. Yeah. Besides that, I think we're trying our best here. And and kudos kudos to the folks at USAPL for doing this stuff. What up, Larry? Yeah. I think it's He a, doesn't listen. It's definitely a step. It's a step show. in the right direction. No, yeah. he he DM'd me. Oh, good. He's a listener. He listens to every episode. Yeah, oh, he loves okay. the pod. No, he didn't actually. But oh, right. <laughs> dude, I asked him if he listened to the pod when we had him on. He was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> he also was very early. We had him very early. Yeah, but uh, okay. So let's move on. There's a couple more things we want to touch on. Let's talk about hormones, man. Okay, hormones. <laughs> hormones. People that might have previously used hormones. There's. It's a three year, three year time period where you have to have so been clean. This is right? a listener question. Um, so we are asked our thoughts on a previous two-time World's Strongest Man winner, Yuko Aula. Yuko Aula, yeah. Ahola. He's a Finnish strongman. Finnish strongman. I think he won in like the 97 90s. 97 and 99. Yeah, So right before is, yeah. the run of Pujanowski, um, he was a smaller, smaller strongman, um, but he was known for like really fucking hardcore grinder deadlift sets. You know, like, and he he had the world record. He set the world records for the Hercules hold. So it's like holding the two pillars, forty five point seven seconds, one hundred ninety seven kgs, and he had at one point the world record for Atlas stones two two fifteen kg. Yeah. So six one two seventy five. Yeah, he's not that big, but he recently posted on his Instagram that he's two weeks out of his first IPF competition in twenty three years. So someone. That ruffled someone's feathers that commented um, on the the couple of YouTubes ago. And, uh, you know, this guy's obviously. I can't even say obviously. Don't say obviously. I can't Who even knows? say obviously. He was, he was never that big. He could have been clean. I mean. If you put it in the context of lifters today, there's videos of him like tripling 360 keys on deadlift and bleeding out of his nose or like yeah. pulling 850 on some kind of apparatus or pulling yeah. nine something on a partial. There's yeah. a lot of lifters today that can do that. Yeah. And we, we assume they're natural because they compete in IPF. So yeah. we can't even yeah. for sure say yeah. if he was on gas. I mean, we, we we've watched a lot of the historic World's Strongest Man, Man things. And, um, you know, there was a time in World's Strongest Man that I might have been competitive as a natural athlete in the 80s. Maybe. Because the, the events were lighter. Yeah. Okay. Definitely, There's, they, they were went, lighter. I mean, it went through a it, it went through an evolution, and there there are definitely some guys that didn't look like you know John Paul Sigmarson in like '87. Yeah. You know, there are guys that looked like normal guys. There are players in the NFL that just looked like football players. There were you know there there were there were some folks back then. Jeff Capes. Jeff Capes. I mean, He's a normal guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was strong. So like you know, we know that now drug use in World's Strongest Man is pretty rampant and obvious. If you look at you know any of any of the top guys, I would say um, you know maybe the only guy at the top that looks like he might be natural is uh, uh, shit. What the ki- what's the kid's name? What's the kid's what name? What are you talking about? I think the, the he won last year. Uh, Oh, Martins. 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 I think he's probably on a little testosterone. He probably like a small he, amount. Yeah, he's probably on a little bit. Of I, test, I heard that Terry Hollins was natural when he was 
bigger Terry Hollins, the fat version of Terry Hollins. And he, I could believe that. Yeah, I could believe it because now he says he's not natural and he's fucking shredded. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, there's obviously some point there was like a line pre and post. Yeah. So, and he he had, he had placed, he had placed at World's Strongest Man natural. Um, so, nothing about Yoko Ohalo's lifts in the 90s say, oh, that guy was definitely on shit. Yeah, he didn't look like John Paul Sigmarsson, who, no. by the way, got an exemption because he couldn't lock his elbows out. So on some of the overhead stuff, oh, that's, he, was, he, he did it. Bad. So, yeah. you know, speaking of just, yeah. you know, he'd little, adaptive little tidbit, days. he'd be adaptive. John Paul would be adaptive. But, um, yeah, he doesn't, there's nothing crazy standout-ish yeah. unless the guy admitted to something. But, um, I mean, do you think, do you think it's, it's I mean, cool? even if technically... Even if he was on steroids in 1999, he's allowed to compete, and he's technically not breaking the rules. So, you know, yeah. he's never been caught. He's lifting as a master. He's never been he's caught. He's lifted an IPF before, never was caught then. Here, Here's the thing I have in general, uh, kind of going back to the trans uh, discussion. I remember that there was, who's the doctor? Dr. You, Hunt? Dr. Chris Hunt. You better he, relate this to Yoko Ohalo. I will. <laughs> so he's, he said in like his whole presentation, he's like, well, we have this evidence that, you know, people who are on testosterone or whatever have long lasting uh, strength 100%. benefit and blah, blah, blah. Yep. So my overall thing is if you ever tested positive or ever admitted to using drugs, I think you shouldn't be allowed to lift in the IPF. Yeah. That's kind of my well, opinion. Well, at the end of the day, it's a two-strike rule for a lifetime ban. Well, I think it should just be one because if they have scientific research that says you have a competitive advantage yeah. after using one cycle, I, I, think, it depends on, I think it depends on what it is because there's a you whole think, list of well, things yeah, that yeah, are yeah. You think Sergei Fedosenko is still riding out for those anabolics. games? For anabolics. Well, if the science says so. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I kind of want to agree with you, but the problem is that you know, it's it's hard to draw the line and know. Exactly I think one and done is just too. too they, like they, too I think much. the only reason it exists is because there is there has to be some margin for error. Error. It's like having the death penalty. Like taking it by mistake, or yeah. you know, say a sample was wrong and they the lifter didn't uh, elect to test the B sample. I mean, there's there's just so many scenarios. Or where do you draw the line if you take yeah. there's Austrian in your pre workout. Yeah. Which is bullshit that people say that, but say in one of those twelve people who tested positive for Austrian in the last two years, they actually took it by mistake. Are they banned for life now? Austrians, yeah, or they're pretty bad if you're no, taking. No, but what it on if it's, what if they only did one one strike and you're out for anabolics? Yeah, but what, or steroids. Uh, like like clenbuterol can be inside some meats mm-hmm. that cheap meats from certain countries mm-hmm. or things like that. Like trace amounts, metabolites. I I I want I, to, I want to agree with strict. you, Peachy, because I agree with the logic behind it. Because mm-hmm. if you have copious amounts of testosterone in your system for a period of time and then you come off, you're gonna have more cell sites in your muscles. You're gonna have a physical advantage. Just that's it's a lot of the rationale for for you know, having an MX division because someone was assigned male at birth that went through puberty with a lot more testosterone than someone female is going to have a different, you know, different muscle. Yeah. I think that was Chris Hunt's main argument is that that years and years of natural testosterone in your body going through puberty as a male, you're never going to lose that advantage. It wasn't necessarily related to no, no, it was no, related I, to no, it is. That well, was his. That was yeah. where he got the scientific evidence yeah, to from. mice. It was to it was mice. Yeah, uh, okay. That were given, you know, additional. I think hormones. I think 
is what it was. Yeah. So, I mean, if you use tests, like, so like, say I just don't, don't sign up for a USAPL membership next year and just in secret go off the grid for three years or whatever and do, do tests and all sorts of steroids and pursue my bodybuilding dreams and then wait a few years and then come back. I'm going to have an advantage even if I was clean for three years. Yeah. So, but can you, can you, I mean, we let Dana Lynn Bailey compete. So what? She never failed a test. She never failed a test, but yeah. I'm saying you so, can't, you can't so, go ban. That's what I think it's the same as yeah. Yoko Ohala. Yeah. 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 Uh, Dana Lynn Bailey never failed a test. I mean, if, if Chrissy Max, she never took one. If Chrissy Max Power, uh, you know, did like a 10, 10 week meat prep, she might look like Dana Lynn Bailey did. She looks better than Dana. Might look better. She's way stronger too. Dana yeah. Bailey got her ass whipped. So, I thought so it was like, hilarious. What does that even say? Like, you're mm. assuming that Dana Bailey was unnatural. She has never admitted, never admitted or said anything that she is, to the contrary, always claimed that she was natural. And when she did win, uh, whatever division it was in the Olympia, I think it was you know, uh, women's physique. Women's physique. Olympia, women's physique, yeah. and it was very early in the days of women's physique when it wasn't nearly as crazy as it is now. Mm-hmm. That I think she could have, she could have she done could have that. Been that. It was like the same as like you know when men's physique was just a guy in a board shorts that was kind of lean versus now it looks like a bodybuilder wearing board shorts that are about to rip off. Like back when she competed, she, she, I believe that there's a possibility that she was natural, yeah. and and it's it's kind of the same here. Where in World's Strongest Man, back when this guy was competing. There's a there's a chance that he was natural as well, so we can't just assume that it's like, it's not like if me doing a bodybuilding competition, a local bodybuilding competition, you just assume I was on gas. But if I was at the Olympia now, maybe mm, you could. Yeah. But where these people were competing, oh, maybe this guy was clean. Who knows? He's pulling some pretty sick shit as a master. <laughs> he <is. laughs> He's gonna pull over seven. I mean, if this guy sets a world record. Are you gonna? He might. Are you gonna? He might. Are right. you gonna be a little bit salty about it? No, I'll be not? fine with it. Fuck the Masters, gonna fuck them. To be honest, who cares anyway. Yeah, who, who cares? cares? Masters world masters. records. Who cares? Hey, who cares? Nobody cares. Yeah. People are mad at me for how much I shit on Masters and Raw <laughs> and everything. But I think Masters <laughs> is even worse because like nobody fucking watches. That I just shit. can't. Re- I that same Bench Nationals speech 2015 yeah. where the Croc posters were around. Yeah. I just remember this one guy. He was like. So he like couldn't run fast enough to get his medal. And I'm like, this guy was like, his parents must have beat him up when he was a kid or something. Yeah, for sure. This guy is 60 years old and he's acting like a fucking 12 year old getting a medal. And it was just embarrassing. And I just get a bad taste in my mouth every now and then. Or like you go to nationals, I won't even name the lifters, even though, you know. They're well known, but you literally you see a certain master lifter at nationals, and you walk the other you walk the other way because you do not want to hear about their training and how much they're going to lift and how great they are and how long they've been sponsored. And it's just like it's just you don't you don't want to I don't I don't want to get into it. You don't want to say mm-hmm. some names. I, you just said a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I won't put you on the spot. It's this but, little old man. I think his name is Alex Gallant. <laughs> I don't want to say names, but it's Alex Gallant. <laughs> if I see that guy, <laughs> I turn around and run. Okay, <laughs> I don't want to hear it, dude. I don't care. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, you know what? When I'm about 45, I don't want to lift in the masters division. No, you want to be Dave Ricks or you want to hang it up? No, I want to get on test and have a TUE. Yeah. So maybe we should let... No, should let, dude. No. Oh, no, I just no, want no, to get no, on oh, test shit. and never compete again. I'll oh, get a yeah, non-competing yeah. membership. I'll That's coach true. and I'll... Yeah, yeah. 
I won't. What am I going to compete for? No, that's yeah, true. Exactly. I don't want to compete. Why are they? Why are masters even so gung ho about competing? What are you competing even doing? For? Why are you even doing this shit? If you're not Dave Ricks, what are you doing this shit? We're oh, gonna find man. out when we're fifty and we have the itch. You know, oh. we can talk shit now when we're you know thirty, but you know we'll probably be eating these words when we're old salty fuckers trying to still trying to still. Yeah, maybe live. I'll do a no, local meet once a year to just like check myself, but. I don't, you think I'm flying around the world, going to All Master right. Worlds, and telling everybody how great I am? And, right. and the, the the best part is when they, like, if I win, and I will say, if I win something, I'll say I won single ply or I won open yeah. right. uh, nationals. Listen, I'll make sure they know what it is. But listen, but listen. When Masters lifters win Masters, nationals, worlds, whatever, I'm a world champion. Oh, no. It's like, bro. Yeah, no one cares. No one gives up. a shit. Exactly. I agree with you there. Like, Say we, you're a master. Be proud that you're a master's world champion. Don't be, I'm a world champion. Then you got everybody like, oh, people don't know about powerlifting. You need to educate people on powerlifting. That's why our sport's not popular because they think that some seven-year-old guy is the world champion yeah. because I, they read a Facebook post. I agree with you yeah. there. But in this, in this lens, God willing, we make it to be masters. Okay. I'm not God willing, that right? far ahead. God willing. I mean- wouldn't that still be sick to go to the fucking Dubai with your boys and still lift? <laughs> Dude, if I'm, if I'm <laughs> 40, 50 years, let's say I might lift when I'm 40, but when I'm 50 years old, if I'm in Dubai, you think I'm going to be around a fucking powerlifting meet? What a fucking waste of time. At that point, I plan on having enough money to do the stupidest shit in Dubai. Okay, I'm gonna eat the fucking gold steak. I'm gonna jump <laughs> off the fucking Burj Khalifa. I'm gonna take a boat out. I'm gonna drive the racy cars that we never got to do because we got Khalifa. lost. I'm gonna no, do whatever. A fucking parachute. <laughs> whatever, dude. There's all that shit you can do. You think I'm gonna be I don't caught? Know. I don't think you could do that. Whatever. Whatever, Base man. Base jumping? You crazy, man. When I'm 50, I better have enough money to do whatever the fuck I want. I don't need to waste time in a power with me. What a fucking waste of time. You guys know, anybody that knows me knows I already don't show up to the fucking venue. Okay? I hate the venue. I don't go. Yeah. <laughs> 100% dude I mean I'm not gonna be lifting I always have to tell my friends uh, oh Bo- Bonique is lifting or Kelsey's lifting or Monet I said you know I'll maybe I'll catch the stream yeah 100% <laughs> I'm not coming to yeah. the venue <laughs> the fuck <laughs> well here's the other thing Babel right when you're a master there's no way you're setting like lifetime PRs on oh, anything no, no, your best no. lifting's behind you like yeah. who gives a fuck you know, like going to a meet, doing a meet, whatever is like one thing. You I think it's I mean? for you. It's but for you. On. It's it's for you. It's not for. It's not for. <laughs> I gotta else tell. To watch. I gotta tell this yes. one fucking story. Twenty thirteen Open Worlds. <laughs> <laughs> Doc Holloway just lifted. And uh, Doc, if you don't know Doc Holloway, <laughs> look him up. He's a really great lightweight single ply lifter. He's a fucking stud. Now, Doc's awesome. By the now way. he's probably over forty. But he's a school teacher, and he's just a fucking great. Great all-around lifter, actually, but has some really good deadlifts in the um, around 148 or, or lower. His bench is pretty good, too. Yeah, he's just all he's squatting. Yeah. He's good. He's good. Yeah. He's been a many-time world team. So we're walking out of the venue, going to get dinner. And the only reason I was at the venue, because it's the first day of Worlds, I just flew in. I was getting my credentials. So I saw Doc, and Doc was upset because he got a, like a bad call on his second and third deadlift or something. So he was like seven for seven, and then just the fucking wheels came off. So we're walking with one of the assistant coaches, Bill Helmick. Bill Helmick. And he's at least 70, maybe maybe 80, <laughs> this guy. And, you know, Doc's, you know, close to 40 at this point. And he's like, you know, Bill, think about wrapping it up, man. You know, I'm getting old. You know, think about wrapping up. You know, when do you think you're going to be done, Bill? And Bill goes, done. 
why the hell would I be done? <laughs> I just won the world. <laughs> and we're like, the world? He's like, yeah, he won Master fucking Four Worlds. <laughs> and he was all offended. Like, why would Doc think? They would wrap it up because I think normal people <laughs> oh assume God. that at a certain age, you just stop giving a shit. Yeah. Well, we're going to find out, man. I, I like lifting <laughs> because you're battling that existential fucking- I like squatting a thousand pounds. Becoming decrepit. You is, know what, Babel? Is, you if know, you want to do a me as an M fucking three or whatever, I'll wrap your knees. Yeah. Right? I, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I mean, I, I, I would hope that I'm, I lift for the rest of my life. And that I'm, I'm continuously bad. Yeah, I'm battling that existential becoming weak and decrepit and old. Even if you're fucking 70 years old, if you're still lifting, you're fighting against Father Time. You're saying "fuck you." I'm still trying to fucking hold this weight. I think, but all, world older, records, your world records, your PRs, your world records, they they they're gonna stop at some yeah, point. I think older <laughs> lifters, who, uh, older athletes who lift consistently, they are healthy i think yeah. there are a lot of health benefits to lifting but i'm not gonna train fucking heavy but what if you're crazy? competitive against the other old fucks i'm gonna be competitive in something else yeah, yeah. that's true i'm gonna play car i'd rather if i'm 50 yeah. years old i'd rather p- go play a high stakes poker game with yeah you can be at the top there yeah. in the open division uh, you can be yeah, it's open yeah in open division open, in the open division you don't want no masters. i don't i don't ever want special divisions and things like that i'm not interested yeah, it's like it's like playing bowling with the fucking bumpers. Yeah, I think we should yeah. just wrap this pot up. <laughs> we're gonna after that we're brand. gonna rustle a lot of just, jimmies. Just wrap it up. We're gonna yeah. rustle yeah. a lot of fucking. Yeah, we'll jimmies. we'll save that for next yeah, time. Yeah, just wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, to all our masters listeners, you know, all I'm saying is just just think about how you're presenting yourself. Yeah. You know? To be honest, right now, if I was like 45. My dick wasn't as hard as it used to be, you know? <laughs> My test is through the floor. <laughs> I might just fucking go to the doctor and get a script Dude, for some, totally for some test and and hang it up. And then I could I totally hit, plan on being on a TRT then, at some Then, you know, maybe you can hit some fucking PRs even though you're 45. Yeah, in the USPA. Yeah, in the USPA. Nothing wrong with that. Or or not, you know, in the gym. Or, you know, go do bodybuilding. Or just stay healthy. Oh, yeah, dude. And just be jacked. I love some tests, man. You know? So, but... But yeah, don't 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 bring that shit here. Yeah, don't bring it here. Don't bring that shit here. All right. Any final words, Peachy? I'm, I'm I'm like all of a sudden I'm upset. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> just sh- just one more time. I'm not Luis at Big Peachy Boy with an I. Yeah, this yeah. was a sick right. pod, Lou. What do you think, Lou? Yeah, we all have like big that? in our handles, so I, I think that might be part of the confusion. I gotta change the thumbnail. I'll change the thumbnail. Yeah. I'll change the thumbnail. I like the Top Gun thumbnail a lot. I liked it a lot. It yeah. took me a little while to make that. <laughs> no. <laughs> I in like paint. It. Yeah, in, in Microsoft Paint. No. I like, I, you know, Lou's not on the pod, but what do you think, Lou? You like it? You like the pod? <laughs> you like it? You listening? All right, fuck off. Fuck off. Hey, uh, by the way, Lou, all this equipment, it's ours. Ours. Yeah, it's ours. <laughs> and so, And so, you know, if you didn't catch it, you know, all the time, we just say, why in the hell would I be done? <laughs> it's from that story. It's so from like, Bill Helmick. You know, it's like, are you done training? Done training. Done. <laughs> done. Why in the hell would I be done? <laughs> fuck off. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Bill Helmick popped, by the way. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, my God. No good. Of course. <laughs> no I good. mean, if I was 80 years old, I'd be, you know, I'd just don't compete here. <laughs> you know, but I'd be, yeah. yeah. All right, man. Let's wrap it up.
uh, we're, we'll probably try to get in uh, at least an episode or two before the new year. So be on the lookout again. Uh, you know, like subscribe, share it, help the pod grow. We're getting more and more listeners. I'm surprised every week by the number of streams we're getting. It keeps getting more and more. So we really appreciate you listening. Share it with your friends, man. Yeah. Love you guys. Later. Later. <laughs>